So the Hagois, Rav Betzal Rennesberg, brings from the Ravon, who says that only in Mishnah Torah we darshan smuchim. And he says the reason is in general, the first four form of the Torah are from directly from Hashem, and therefore we have a klal ein mugdim There is no chronological order necessarily in the Torah, but Mishneh Torah was Moshe's <coughs> arrangement, and he organized. He said the parshios one after the other. And therefore, they are intended for a drash, to interpret them. Now, this has to be explained. What does it mean in general? There is no order in the Torah. The Hashem didn't write a Torah that is haphazard. Of course not. And the Sefer HaChinuch explains that means there is a higher order. The Torah has so many purposes, so many lessons, and chronological order is not one of them. The Torah is not meant to be a his history book to know which happened first. So the chronological order can be, is, has to be rearranged. But the messages that are intended from the way it was designed, from the way it was uh, arranged, is definitely <coughs> meaningful in a tremendous way. There are thousands millions of lessons from every iota, from every letter in the Torah, from every uh, minute arrangement in the Torah. But when it comes to smuchim, there's a question of how we interpret it, and muchach and mufna, it has to be obvious, it has to be mufna, it has to be vacant, so that we can know when a drasha is intended. Now, an Amit base, the Gemara goes... Back to Tzitzis, the Gemara says also that it's Muchach and Mufna. <coughs> and the Gemara says that when it says, The Torah is repeating itself. Because in Parshas Kedoshim, we have Shatnes and Kedoshim. And then in Parshas Kisaitzi, again the Torah says, The question is, what is the reason? Is that Mufna? Is it vacant? Is it, is it uh, unnecessary? Now, the Gemara tells us at Sri Chesa, that if it only said, don't put it on you, we might think <coughs> that the Easter is no matter how a person puts it upon himself, even a moichriksus, he happens to be a merchant selling suits, maybe even if he just puts it on because he doesn't have a mannequin, he puts it on to show, to demonstrate the suit to a customer, that maybe that's included in the Easter. So therefore the Torah says, no, dafka when it's levisha, the ispehanoa, there's a pleasure. Now here there's a machloikis between Rashi and the Taisvis Yishonim. Rashi learns, Although they are being warmed by the garments, but that, that's not your intention. So it's Ein Mishchavim. But the Taisvis Yishonim asks, he says, wait a minute, we're dealing here with Rabbi Yehuda's Shita. And Rabbi Yehuda we know holds that Dovash Ein Mishchavim is also. So if they would be Hano, even though he's not being Mishchavim, it would be also. So therefore the Taisvis Yishonim says, <coughs> we have to say, that the pshat is there is no hanoah at all whatsoever and therefore it would be okay and this would be a source this would be a source the achroinim have a question if a person is going to buy a shatness suit and he's going to be taking out the shatness but now he wants to try it on for size and he knows it's shatness is he allowed to try it on 
And from this Gemara there would be a proof that it would be permitted, and in Samachleikas, Samachrenim hold it is muta, some hold it's better not to, but the source from here would be, because since it's not his kavana, and he's not doing it for that Hanoah, especially according to Rashi, it would be permissible. The Gemara goes on to Tzitzis. The Gemara brings a question by Tzitzis. The question of Tzemer uh, Ufishtim. Ton of the Bay, Rabbi Yishmael holds that when the Torah uses the term Beged, Beged always means wool and linen. And there's a question by Tzitzis. Rava says that Tzemer Ufishtim is universal. It potters any kind of material. Bein beminon ben shloibiminon. But shar meaning, if someone is using something else, let's say like cotton, so if it's bimino, it's it's potter, it's good. But shalom bimino, it's not, it's not sufficient. The there's a question here in the poiskim. This is tshuva in the igris moshe arachaim in the first arachaim, the second tshuva. The rosh hashivas at salva moshe deals with this. He brings that a bal nefesh should be machmer. It's better to be machmer to wear a woolen baguette for tzitzis a woolen garment with woolen tzitzis, but if someone is too hot, he can't deal with that, so there are poskim that are makel to wear other materials as well. The Ritva asks a question in general. How do we learn from tzitzis that say should be say? Maybe the mitzvah of tzitzis is unique because we know that tzitzis shokul keneged kolotarakula, it's a, such an important mitzvah. The So maybe tzitzis is unique. But he answers no. He says, since we say in Pirkei Ovis, have a we have to treat every mitzvah. We have to realize that every mitzvah, there is no such thing as a small mitzvah, as a minor mitzvah. And thus, if we learn that one mitzvah is so we can learn that as a rule for all mitzvahs that now we go to Dafhei Amid Aleph. The Gemara tries to learn from Reishoi by the halacha of cutting off the payas of a mitzayda. When he has to shave off all his hair, so we're doiche the avera, the loisa say of not cutting off payas. So is this a case of ase doiche loisa say? But the Gemara says no. That hakofa is a lav she'en shava b'chol. It doesn't apply to women. And therefore, it's not as strong, but a love like by Achoisisha, which is not only on him, but it's on her also. The love applies to both the male and the female. So that's a pircha. And then the Gemara says, what about learning from Zokain? Pa'azikonam, where there's a chiv by a mitzoyra, where he has to shave off his beard with a razor. Is that a good source? And again, the Gemara rejects that. Finally, the Gemara goes back to the original Pasuk, learning from Shatnes by Tzitzis. The Gemara also had said that we paskin that an Asay, even though Asay is doiche loisasay, but an Asay is not doiche loisasay veasay, where the loisasay has an Asay alongside of it. But now on Amit Beis, the Gemara goes to Kelayim Tzitzis, and the Gemara says we have to analyze the Pasuk which in Parshish Kiseitze we find. In Posig Yud Aleph it says, Lo silbash shatnez tzemeru fishtim yachtov. And let's analyze the need for all the words of the Posuk. Right after that, the next Posuk is, Gedilim tasel chal arba kanfes kesuscha, to make tzitzis. Now the Gemara says that the word Gedilim 
maybe is unnecessary because it should have used the word tzitzis. Samara says, no, the word gidilim teaches us how the tzitzis should be made, the shear of tzitzis, that we need eight threads. Rashi explains that we take them and we fold them, we put them through the hole and they fold over and some are knotted, some are tied, the rest hang loose. Toysvis asks Akasha that how do we know that we have to even double them over? Maybe we should tie them each to the top of the talus, to the edge of the talus. That in itself, Toysvis asks Akasha. But the Gemara goes on to showing that all the words are necessary, but there is lafnuye. We find that the word there is an extra word, and the Gemara Darshan from the word shatnez, that shatnez, although it means shua tovi venuz, that it has to be, in order to be chayef for kelayim for shatnez, it has to be combined in three stages. Shua tovi venuz. Now, it's a, there's a machloikis here, Rashi and Taisus, how, what is the definition of shua tovi venuz? Rashi learns shua, that it's smoothed together, then tovi spun, then or, nuz is woven together. Toysvis argues, first of all, Toysvis argues that the Shua Vitovi, there's a question whether it's done together. Rashi, Toysvis brings the Rivon, who says Shua Vitovi Yachad, that each step was done together with the wool and linen. Toysvis rejects that and learns that Shua Kolechod Lavada, each one was separately Shua. And then on news, that Rabbeinu Tam learns that it's not woven, but it means Shazur, to twirl it together. But the Gemara concludes that we learn from the word shatnez, and Toysus explains that since it says shatnez instead of kelayim, we learn shuatavi venuz. But then why doesn't the Torah express shuatavi venuz in three separate words? Why is it put together in a conjunction of the word shatnez? So that teaches me that it's lafnuye, to teach us smuchim, and we learn from here that aseid is doichelaisaseid. And now the Gemara goes back that this is only teaching, this only teaches us, I say, say, a plain I say, but what about a I say, Shish by Karis, how do we know? So the says, let's try and learn from Mila on Shabbos. So the says, no, maybe Mila is more powerful because it has 13 brisos. So the says, let's try Pesach. The says, no, maybe Pesach is unique in that it carries a Karis penalty, one who f- fails to fulfill the mitzvah of Pesach. So the says, let's go to a third source, let's try carbon Tomid. Gemara says, no, carbon tabit is tadir. It's a constant daily offering. So the Gemara says, we're stuck. Chada, me chada le'asya. So let's try putting two together. The Gemara goes, continues to bring pirches. Finally, the Gemara says, let's go to a fourth source from Kibbut Avaim, that if his parents told him to cook food on Shabbos for them, so it's not Deich Shabbos. So the Gemara says, no, maybe it's not referring to a malacha like Bishul, but rather a malacha like mechamer to guide an animal which is only a lav, that's only a lav of a hemtacha, because he's not doing a maisa begufe. So that wouldn't be a, a situation of a say, doich eloisa say chorus, so maybe there's no raya from here. And now we're on davav amid aleph. The Gemara continues by saying that maybe we can't learn from lavim on Shabbos, because maybe they're more chomur. Rashi says, because we paskin that a Mechal Shabbos is like an Ovid of Zara. So maybe it's worse than other Lavim. The Gemara rejects that argument. And then the Gemara says, 
will have to say Mishum Dekolamifrach Malahanach Shkain Hechsher Mitzvah. Now there are two pshatim. Rashi and Tosa had to learn Shkain Hechsher Mitzvah. Rashi learns that there is no alternative here. That he efshalakaimaylaakiraslav. This is the only way to get the food for his father. But by Yibum, there's an option that you can do Chalitza. Toysvis rejects this trap because Toysvis says that Chalitza is not considered an option because Chalitza v'mokem Yibum lav mitzvahi. So Toysvis learns a different shot that Shekain Hechshim mitzvah means that it's only a preparation to a mitzvah but it's not yet feeding his father. He's only preparing the food but he's not giving it yet to his father. Now over here there's a Machloikis Rishonim. The way Rashi learns that the father told him he tome, go into a basic forest, he's a coin, go into the basic forest to return Laheshiv Aveda. Now here it seems from Rashi that it's not a service to the father. It's just an instruction from the father. But the Rajba, other Rishinim learn that the father is telling him to go into the cemetery to bring me payros so that I should eat it. And the question here is if the parents tell someone to do something for himself, not for them. Is that considered the same chiyuv of kibud ava'im? Some Rishayim hold that that's not kibud ava'im in the sense of when the father says, go bring me some food to eat, which is the original mitzvah, the basic mitzvah of kibud ava'im. Now, the Gemara continues that there are pirchis, the Gemara goes to binyan beis hamigdash, that that should be doiches Shabbos, and the Gemara rejects that also. Then the Gemara goes on Amid Beis, finally, to a sixth source to learn from Havara. There's a special exclusive Loisa say that refers to not lighting fire on Shabbos. Now over there, the question is, why do we need it? So it must be that if not for this Pasuk. But the Gemara says, wait a minute, who are you going according to? Are you, do, we, do we hold like Reb Yossi or Reb Nossin? Because there is a basic machloikis. Why does the Torah separate Havara? Reb Yossi learns Havara lelav yotzesa. That Havara is only a lav. So if it's only a lav, we can't bring this as a source for Chiyuv Karis. But Reb Nossin holds its lechalik to show that each one is independent. So the Gemara goes to this question. Finally, the Gemara says that we learn from the case of when Bezdin is, it has to put someone to death, whether they can be Mechal Shabbos at the same time. And the Gemara says, what, what case are we talking about? And the Gemara says, even in a case where they're melting the lead, Psila Shalever, and that cooking is regular Bishul. Rashi says it's Bishul Gomorhu, just like in the Mishkan with that Bishul Samonim. So the question is, can they do it on Shabbos? And the Torah says, Loi So this could be a raya from here, from this case of Mises Bezdin. But then the Gemara answers, Amar Avsimi Barashi, that this Tana does not hold of Esedeche Loi say Maybe he has a Kalvachimer. He learns from a Kalvachimer. And we go to Dav Zayin Amin Aleph. The Gemara goes through the Kalvachimer. The Gemara goes back, finally, to Esedeche Loi but the Gemara questions it and says maybe only a plain loisase. But how do we know that a ase should push aside even a loisase shesh by chorus? And the Gemara uses an argument: mali chumrezuta, mali chumrerabba. What's the difference? Chumrerabba, chumrezuta. It's it's a, along the same track. The Gemara 
goes back and says that still it's strich because if we didn't have Oleho we would learn we would say that that if something goes out of the klal it teaches not only for itself it sets an example for the whole klal the Gemara brings an example from Kochim but the Gemara rejects that and says no that since that only works when the klal is, the, is an iser and the prat is also an iser. But here, if the klal is an iser and the prat is a heter, so we're <coughs> coming to a new one of the Yud Gimel Midas Shatayr Nidreshes Behem. Dover Shoye Bechlal, and then it left. Viatuliden Bedover Echodosh, Iatiyachalach Zero Lichlola, Achiach Zirena, Lachakosov Beferish. And the Gemara takes this and gives an example. And the Gemara goes to Amit base where the Gemara finally says the concept of why don't we say that Eshesachti Ishtara, Ishtara, but Shara Royesloi? So Yimur says, no, we have a Memotzinu, Me Eshesach, Me Eshesach, Me Yab Mafachoisisha, should also be Misyabim. And here the Yimur says, no, Me Domi Hosam Chadi Isura. Eshesach is only one Isura, but here you have two Isurim. Together it's compounded. You have the Eshesach plus Achoisisha. But over here, the the Ritva asks Akasha, what do you mean? Anomid Aleph, we said, Mali Chum Rizuta, Mali Chum Rabba. There's no difference. And all of a sudden here the Gemara is saying there is a big difference. So the Ritva says obviously that we have, when we have two separate Isurim, it's stronger than just one Isur that's intensified, that's Chumra Rabba. Now, here on Ahmed Aleph, there's a question when the Gemara says that uh, an Asay is Doicha Lois Asay, even though the Lois Asay is Chomur Mine. We know it's Chomur. And how do we know it's Chomur? So Rashi says, Sharei Loikin Olav. And here's where Reb Kivega says to look in the Ramban, in Pashi Sisra, which we've mentioned before. But the question is, what is the Svara of the Gemara? That even though the Gemara admits that the Lav is Chomur, so the Svarim talk about this, the Sefer Shorim Mitzionim Bahalacha wants to explain that it depends how you look at it. That when we do a Mitzvah Saseh, we're accomplishing a greater level than if a person just does the Lo Saseh. But when it comes to being mechalel, to, to transgressing a los say the pagam is worse than it when, when he fails to fulfill an assay. So that could be the logic that when he's over a los assay, there's a chiyuv malchus, there's a malchus penalty. And yet, when <coughs> it's a question of doing them, assay is doiche los assay. The Gemara then continues to say <coughs> that maybe we do say hoil ishtri ishtri, and the Gemara brings a raya, and the Gemara ends off the Gemara brings Ula, <coughs> that just like Ula says, by Tzaras, by Erev Pesach, so too we can compare to Ula. But then the Gemara argues, no, we can differentiate, Midomi Lidu Ula, and we go now to Davches, Amen Aleph. The Gemara concludes that we can only learn from Ula in a very limited way. The Gemara then goes to another territory, by Yisema, that we can learn, like Reb Yoyna, that Rabbi Yoyna has a hekish hukshu kolarais kulon leishasach. So we learn maishasach sharia, or we would have learned that af kolarais namisharian, and therefore we need the oleha. But the Gemara now comes with a question. The Gemara says, look, we can learn all the arayas with a hekish to eishasach, or a hekish to achaisisha. My chazis, why go this way rather than that way? And the Gemara gives two answers, either because we have a rule that l'kula v'chumra, l'chumra bakshin, and you go l'chumra. Or, 
The Gemara says we learn Trey Yisurei from Trey Yisurei. Trey me Trey Alfinan, but Chodo Yisura, Trey me Chodo Lo Alfinan. When we have a compounded Yisur, you can't learn that for Beishas Ach, where there's a single Yisur. The Gemara then goes to Rava. Rava has a new approach. Rava says that for the Erev itself, you don't need a Pasuk, because he holds an Asay is not Daicha Lo Yisurei and therefore the Pasuk is only necessary for the Tzorah, the Gemara goes to show that Rava's approach is valid, and Ravashi says it's even Meduik in the Mishnah, because the Mishnah says, Paitres Tzorah say, and we go straight to the Tzorah, but Peturais u Paitres Leikotani Shmamina, that the main issue is for the Tzorah, this has to be explained, the Gemara goes to show how Rava will explain himself, the Gemara goes to Ahmed Beis, different Psukim, how it fits in, finally the Gemara goes back to Rabbi, Rebbe learns from Ulkacha and the Yibma. The Gemara says that Rebbe has his own approach. He does not learn Tzorois from Litzroer. He learns Litzroer he uses for Reb Shimon's Drosha on Chavches Beis. Then the Gemara goes back and says that the Rabbonon, they use Ulkacha for the Halacha of Rebbe Yaisi Berchanina. The Gemara says everybody agrees to Rebbe Yaisi Berchanina. The question is where we learned this from. Rebbe Yaisi Berchanina says that once a woman is misyabim, she becomes like a regular wife. And from now on, if he wants to send her away, it's with a get, not chalitza. If he wants to remarry her subsequently, he's allowed to until she marries someone else, like a regular woman. And also the yibmo vidarshin, that even Baal Karcha, the inyan of yibum, the mitzvah of yibum is chal, even Baal Karcha, Rashi says he's kaina her and he can yarshin her metamilo. For all matters, she becomes his wife. The Gemara then goes back to Rebbe, what does he do with Aleha? And the Gemara says he uses Aleha for a completely different sugya. The Gemara in Hurius, that Bezdin are not chayiv, they're special parhelem davashal tzibur, only if it's a situation of a chiyuv chorus. Davash has doinai chorus, v'shigigosai chatos. And this brings us to daf tes amin aleph. The Gemara goes through the halachas of karbonos. The Gemara shows the drasha of Aleha, that Rebbe learns Aleha, Aleha, from Aleha Bechayeha, which is Mufne, Rashi says, so it's for Drosha. So he learns that it's only by situations of chorus. <coughs> now, the Gemara towards the bottom of Daftesam and Aleph begins a new topic that Levi asks Rebbe a question. Why is it that the Mishnah has Tesvav, Chamesh Esrei Noshim? Why isn't there a number 16? We can count Imoy Anusas Aviv. Now, right away, the Gemara says, Rebbe reprimanded Levi in a severe way. He blasted him. And he says, It seems to me, He has no brains in his skull. Now, why does Rebbe speak so harshly? So, there's a famous Chuvis Chavis Yoyer, which the Chavitz Chaim brings down at the end of his Sefer on, Hilchus, on the Hilchus Chavitz Chaim, that... The pshat, the reason is because Rabbeinu HaKadosh was the Rebbe of Levi. And the Rambam says, Chayiv Harav, that if the Rebbe sees that the Talmud is Misrashel, the Rebbe is Mechuyiv, to be critical, to be Bekas, to be angry at the Talmud, so that the Talmud is on his toes. He should be more careful next time. And that's the pshat, that's why Re- Rebbe was so critical of Levi. But the Gemara then goes and spends a long time trying to explain what is the problem. That maybe, uh, technically, Levi seems to be right, that Ima Yanusa Saviv would fit. 
But the Gemara says that no, it's a machloikis and beflukta loikomaitis. The Gemara says, is that true? And the Gemara keeps analyzing this. The Gemara goes through, on Amid Beis, the Gemara brings Reb Chia, Tani Reb Chia, that Reb Chia says that all of the cases of the Mishnah, we can show a situation of Now Rashi explains this is a case of two sisters that come to Yibum to two of the brothers and each one has an extra Isser to one of the brothers. So therefore they're thrown out from that brother and Muta to the other brother. In this case, that's Reb Chia. Now, Reb Chia says that it applies to all the cases of the Mishnah. But in Reb Chia, there's a machlokus whether it actually applies to all the cases. Rav Yehuda says that it's not going on the first six. Abayah says it is going on, except for Eishas Ochev Shloi And this, the Gemara says, is the question. Rav Safra says it does go on Eishas Ochev Shloi And this brings us to Daf Yudam and Aleph, where the Gemara says that obviously... Rebbe does not hold of the Klolom of Reb Chia, and therefore Rebbe was critical of Levi, but the Gemara wants to bring another option. Rav Adar Karchina learns that could be Rebbe does hold of the Klolom, but still it doesn't work out. Then the Gemara brings Rav Ashi holds that Rebbe does not hold of the Klolom, and Rebbe does hold of Plukto Kamairi, but there is a diuk that shows that the Mishnah here is Rebbe Yehuda Shita. And if it's Rabbi Yehuda Shita, Rabbi Yehuda holds, it's Osir. Anusas Aviv is Osir. So that's the reason why Rebbe was critical of Levi. Bottom line, the Gemara concludes, is that Levi still held he was right. And in his own Mishnah, Bodka Levi Bemas Nisan, in his own Brisa, he Gia Rashi says, So he put it in, he included it in his, in his teachings. Yudamid Beis. The Gemara continues with a Machloikis, Reish Lokish, and Reb Yochanan by an issue of someone who did give Chalitza. And after the Chalitza, he went back and he re-gave her Kiddushin again. Now he's not allowed to, but there's a Machloikis, Reb Yochanan, and Reish Lokish as to what is the degree of Issa. Reb Yochanan holds that there's no Chorus anymore. Now it's only a love. Reish Lokish says it depends. For him personally, the one who gave the chalitza, there's no curse anymore. But for the brothers, there is curse. And in regards to the tzara, there is also curse to everyone. So this is a machlekes, Rabbi Yechonon and Reish which the Gemara deals with, and it goes on into Dafyur Aleph, Amid Aleph. The Gemara says that there is another application to the machlekes. In a case where, let's say, one of the brothers made yibum, and then another brother went and also made yibum. Now the din is, once Yibum was made, Rashi brings, Bayis Echad Hubona. Vein Bayin Abayis Botim. There's no two uh, Yibums at the same time. So in this family, in this Bayis, the Yibum is over with. So here there's a Machloikis. What is the penalty? The transgression of the second one. Whether it's Chorus or only an Asay. And the Gemara says it depends on the Machloikis, Reish Lokish and Rabbi Yechanan. That according to Reish Lokish, it's chorus, because Rish Lakish holds that there still is chorus for the other brothers. But according to Rabbi Yechanan, it's only an assay. Why an assay? Because Rashi says it's a lava bo michlal assay. It's deduced from bayis echadu so it has a status of an assay. We have a new Indian.
Rabbi Yehuda Amarav says, a tsaras soita asura, the co-wife of a soita is also, because tumuk sivba kearais, she's lanerva. And Rashi says we're talking about a case where there was a definite znus, there are witnesses, and after the woman was mizana, the husband was meis bonim. So she and her tsara are both exempt, and they're potter even from chalitza, because she's considered like an erva. The one now goes to the issue of Mahzeh Grusha, <coughs> the Zamachloikis. After his divorced wife married someone else with Nisuin, she's definitely also to come back to him. But if it's only Erisin, the Zamachloikis, Rabbi Yosef and Kifar holds its mutter, the Chachamim holds its Osir. A few debates on Aleph, the Gemara brings in a case of Tzoras Mamenes, the co wife of a Ktana who makes Miun. Shmuel says she's also Asura. Then the Gemara brings what about a Tzoras Islandess? <coughs> Tzara, the co-wife of an islandess, Saravasi says is also. Then the Gemara concludes on the bottom on Marava, Hilchasa, Tzara's islandess Muteres. That no, the co-wife of an islandess is Mutter. And then the Gemara brings from Rabbi Yochanan that all three of the previous blot, Tzara of a Mamenes, Tzara of an islandess, and a Tzara of Magzigrusha are all Mutter. All three are Mutarais. Right now brings the case of Gimel Noshim Mishamshois Bemoich. The halacha of a ketana and a muberis umeinika, there's a machloikis, Rebbe Meir and the chachomim. Rebbe Meir holds that mutter for them to be mishamish with a moich, contra- contraception. Tosis learns, <coughs> there are many different machloikis in here, but we paskin like the chachomim, that achazu v'achazu mishameshes kedarka v'holeches, umin ha-shamayim yirachamu, Hashem will have mercy, mishum shenemar, it says in Tehillim, shoymer psoyim Hashem. So we rely on Shemir Psaim Hashem. There's nothing to fear. Now the Gemara on Dafyud Gimel Amid Aleph, the Gemara goes into Minahani Mili. What is the source for the exemption of the Tzara of a Tzara? One opinion, Rav Yehuda learns from Litzrayer. We learn from Litzrayer. Ravashi, a second opinion, learns it's a Svara. Based on a Svara. The Gemara then goes and brings a Machloikis Tanoim. An interesting Chakira. The question of whether it's Misa Mapeles or Nisuin Harishonim Mapilim. When a woman comes for Yibum, what is the cause? Is it now, the Misa now, <coughs> that triggers the Nefila Le Yibum, that causes the situation of Yibum? Or it actually goes back to the original marriage, to the first brother, that causes it. This brings us now to the second Mishnah, on Dafyud Gimel, Amid Beis, the second Mishnah of the Perak. Sheish Arayas Chamurois Me'elu. There are six arayas that are more stringent than the first 15 in the first Mishnah. Because these cannot even marry a brother. So here the co-wives will be mutter. Because it's more chamur, so it has to stay away. And therefore the co-wives are going to be mutter. Like let's say Imoy, a case of a mother. So she can't marry either brother. So therefore her co-wife has no stigma attached to her. And she is mutter to marry the brother. Now the Mishnah says that you should know everything we've learned so far. The whole first Mishnah is actually a machloikis beshamen beshilul. So the first Mishnah was was beshilul's shita, which is the halacha, but beshamai disagree that beshamai holds that the co-wives of a, a daughter, let's say, is mutter for yibum. And this was a, a major machloikis between Meshama and Vesilil. And the Mishnah says, although there was such a tremendous machlokas, and it would matter.